0: Something that you've written about many times, I don't think our young listeners are going to be aware of. And let me just share from personal experience to help you make the point. I'm someone who struggled for years with depression, with anxiety, challenges at times with focus, and am currently taking medications But not once, Dr. Eamon, has my prescribing psychiatrist ever asked me if I have had a traumatic brain injury, which I have had twice, nor has he asked me if I was ever exposed to high levels of mercury, which I have been because I lived in China for a total of four years, nor has he asked me if I've ever had Lyme disease, which I have had. How common am I?
1: You're what the average person, and I'm sure you've gotten great care, you know, just because you're smart and uh, you know how to get medical care. And it's horrifying to me that no one's looked at your brain. No one's really set out a plan to optimize it. And They're making diagnoses just based on symptom clusters, and we can do better. We can do better. Traumatic brain injury, mild traumatic brain injury, is a major cause of psychiatric problems, and nobody knows about it, because psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, marriage and family counselors never look at the brain. And I trained in the Army at the Walter Reed Army Medical Center, It was after Vietnam, and so I would ask my patients, have you ever had a brain injury? But once they said no, I left it alone. When I started scanning people and I could see the evidence, I then found I had to have asked them 10 times. And then after the eighth or ninth time, they go, oh, well, I went through a windshield of a car when I was 16. or fell out of a moving vehicle going 30 miles an hour, or I fell out of a second story window. I mean, the stories are just stunning.
0: And what about all those who play soccer or football?
1: Your brain is soft about the consistency of soft butter. Your brain makes you who you are. It has 100 billion neurons and more connections than there are stars in the universe. But this soft brain that makes you who you are is housed in a skull that has sharp bony ridges. So allowing your child to hit a soccer ball with your head is just not smart. Or playing tackle football. I had the blessing to do our big NFL study starting in 2008 when the NFL was having trouble with the truth on the issue of concussion in football. And we've scanned and treated 300 NFL players, high levels of damage in virtually all of them. But 80% of them get better when we put them on a rehabilitation program. So with your anxiety, depression, and focus issues, if they're subsequent to the concussions you've had, shouldn't we really have first worked to rehabilitate your brain rather than put you on this or that medication? that may or may not help. And I'm not opposed to medicine. I'm just opposed to the indiscriminate use of it based on symptom clusters with no biological data. When you talked about mercury, well, mercury is a known neurotoxin. And I worry about all of my patients who lived in China because the level of air pollution is so awful there that it damages your brain and actually increases your risk of dementia. And so for you, you always want to be supporting the four organs of detoxification. Your kidneys to so drink more water, your gut eat more fiber, sweat with exercise and saunas and less alcohol to support your liver. Lyme disease is so interesting. If you take a map of the United States, and in the map of the United States, just imagine the highest level of schizophrenia, which is a very severe psychiatric disorder, and it clusters in the Northeast, the North Midwest, and the West Coast. And then overlay the highest incidence of Lyme disease, they're virtually identical. So I think anybody with schizophrenia in those areas of the country should at least be screened for Lyme disease to see if it might not be possible And people with serious psychiatric disorders like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, on average, they die 10 years earlier than the general population. And virtually no psychiatrist, I mean, I don't know about yours, but no psychiatrist talks about optimizing brain health. In fact, all you have to do is go to a psychiatric facility and see the terrible food they feed the patients, and you go, oh, well, they don't really understand that the end of mental illness begins with a revolution in brain health, which involves getting the right
0: food. So let's talk about that, because one of the things that I think might, one of many things might surprise our young listeners, is that brain health doesn't stop at their shoulders. (laughs) In fact, it is tied directly to their gut through the vagus nerve.
1: So... In the end of mental illness, I talk about if you want to keep your brain healthy or rescue it, if it's headed to the dark place, you have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. And we know what they are. And I have a mnemonic called Bright Minds. And the B, for example, is blood flow, low blood flow. is the number one brain imaging predictor of Alzheimer's disease. The first I is inflammation which comes from the Latin word to set a fire. And one of the major causes of inflammation is this thing we call leaky gut syndrome, which is your gut is not healthy. And if your microbiome, those are the hundred trillion bugs in your gut that make neurotransmitters, that detoxify your food, that digest your food, that help you in just so many ways, if they're not healthy, then there's a direct communication through the vagal nerve to your brain and can actually increase the incidence of anxiety, depression, brain fog, along with autoimmune disorders that can attack your brain. So getting mentally well really requires us to be physically healthy.